some wine you got there? Oh, yeah. Whoa, all right. Got to wind down at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like 6 o'clock here. I'm a little bit late. Where are you at? special lots of good energy in there yeah usually usually okay can you hear me well yeah yeah totally perfect all right the audio is recording i have a candle all is well so what do you want to talk about what's on your mind right now How does it feel uh, performing alone uh, versus against with others? Uh, I mean, I prefer playing with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, at least from what I view, like performance and music, as it kind of it works for me better if I'm interacting with other people during it, especially during like a performance uh, kind of setting. But performing solos, you know, you get to tell your story or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, but I, I prefer playing with other people for sure. Cool. Do you feel like you got to tell your story when you played last night? Uh, I think I got to tell other people's stories, which is, is sometimes better, I think. Hmm. Why is that? Uh, I think just like personal narrative is a little bit boring, uh, especially <laughs> like if you're a, a solo performer or sound artist or musician or whatever mm-hmm. a little over a little overdone do you do you feel that like with what you consume uh what do you mean like stuff that you listen to or stuff that you appreciate do you feel that when it's personal narrative that it's kind of boring to you do you prefer to hear more removed um, i don't know i usually consume stuff that's more personal narrative based or driven maybe um as kind of like a nostalgia practice like, if I'm consuming music I've been listening to for 10, 15 years, um, that's kind of what has personal narrative, and I think I out, not outgrew it, but I just was interested in different things uh, a number of years ago, so if I do listen back to stuff that has that that kind of storytelling or whatever, it's mostly for nostalgic reasons. Hmm. Yeah. I like pop punk music or, like, rock music. Yeah. What do you What do you find yourself listening to now most of the time? Uh, I don't know. I listen to a lot of like trap music and really? uh, yeah, like yeah, SoundCloud rap, like emo rap. I'm pretty into like the Goth Boy Click uh, circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Young Thug. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like the good stuff. And then I, you know, just listen to like throwback records and stuff as well as like. All my friends' records that are coming out. Right. Um, Kate Carr is a really good sound artist in in London. Mm-hmm. She's put out a put out a record called Heat Wave, and I was listening to that before you called. Hmm. That sounds like a nice combination. Does it Does it feel uh, Does it feel different listening to people that you know, like their music? 
Or yeah, can you remove yourself so. a little bit? Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I I really like it listening to other people's music. Mm-hmm. Um, I really prefer listening to friends' music just because. Well, I maybe not prefer, but I enjoy it in a different way. Um, kind of knowing how somebody made something, or knowing a little bit more about what was going on, like kind of contextualizes the end product. Um, and sometimes the end product isn't even what they once wanted, and you can kind of pick up on that. Yeah. Without having that conversation directly. I feel that for sure. Hmm. So your album. Or project, whatever whatever you wish to call it. I'm very intrigued by this. I've listened to it a couple times, and it seems like... I could be completely wrong, but you seem like the kind of person who would define music very like loosely, maybe? Yeah, totally. Because I was listening to it, and I don't know. It, it just it doesn't feel conventional, obviously, and... It, it, I appreciate it's not really a challenge but it it's it's just a, it's a completely different experience than like putting a song on while I'm doing the dishes and I hear it and I'm like like it's with it's with me like I had my headphones on and I was just sitting there doing nothing but trying to like envelop myself in the words and it, it just it's more of an experience than like an album or it, it doesn't feel like music how do you feel about like that that being, yeah, how do you feel about that being the, the reflection I have? Uh, I mean, I think it's any reflection on pretty much anything is valid, uh, but for sure, I view it in a similar way, maybe. Um, I use the word music pretty loosely, and sometimes I don't use music as um, the descriptor for what I do, but I have no attachment to either one of those uh, ways of looking at it. But in terms of experiencing it, yeah, you can't really casually listen. Or if you do, it's a different kind of listening. But yeah, yeah, most of the recent recordings I've been doing have been like a lot of like sound collage and like combining a bunch of different things I'm interested in, including like field recording and uh, electronics and uh, you know sourcing material from the internet or mm-hmm. text messages or voicemail or whatever. And I think that's a totally, yeah, a totally different experience. If you got to, like, if you felt like you kind of had a little snapshot into somebody's experience, or maybe mine, maybe somebody else's, um, I think that's all I can really hope for. Yeah, I was curious what you what you felt you wanted to do with, like, the specific messages and words, and especially because they weren't very, like, it's not really in your face. Like, you have to really listen to even make out some of the words, which helps the experience be even more like realistic I guess because it's not like when you when you hear especially when people use like uh, voicemails or they use other people's messages to each other in music sometimes it's very it, it like feels kind of forced almost I don't know if that's the best way to put it but it just feels like it's put on a pedestal and the way that you did it it just kind of blended really really well and it, it just felt like you were I feel like you were just the background to something rather than like being presented with like a message, I guess. That's what I felt, at least. Yeah, totally. Uh, a lot of my work kind of examines self perception uh, within different experiences and various identities. Uh, 
guilty or kind of just um, consuming the record can be compared to like standing in a crowded room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like st- standing in a public space maybe. Yeah. Uh, and th- things kind of come and go and you, you're at your own kind of, you're in your own place and you're not necessarily interacting with the things around you, but you can't help but notice them maybe. Yeah. I really like, I like the way you described that very much so. How did you decide what, like, messages to pick? Um, Are they all yours? Things from your life? Yeah, everything, everything more or less was sourced from my life or my communications right. with other people. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of them were just, you know, kind of funny text messages that I was reading back to myself that I had with my friends. Um, some of the voicemails from starts from like conversations with partners. Um, yeah, so there's like a maybe like a a platonic part of it, and then like maybe a romantic part as well. And kind of just navigating the different kinds of intimacy that you can like have with different kinds of people. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like? Were you just going through some old messages one day and you felt inclined to start recording them? Like, did, did the album happen organically or did it, like, how, how did it come to be? Uh, I was kind of, at the beginning of it, I was kind of thinking about, well, I was clearing out my phone because I, I typically okay. gotcha. don't keep, I don't keep any physical things or digital things for a certain, like a, a long period of time. Uh-huh. Usually everything in my life is either has been there the whole time, but I, but I don't like accumulate objects or like digital artifacts very much. Okay. Like the, the place I live is very like um, minimalist is like kind of a buzzy thing still. But I, like it's yeah. very, bare, get, yeah, it's like a very bare space. Um, how was that really for you? Simple. How was that for how you mentally, like living like that? Oh, it's great. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. I'm, all my clothes are the same color. Um, and the only thing that I really have like a crazy time with is all the stuff on the computer because it's I have so many files and recordings. Yeah, but most of them, they're like logged pretty um, in like a, a good order, I guess. I have like a filing system, but yeah, I was going through all these things, kind of clearing it out, making more space for for new stuff, mostly digitally, and like clearing my phone. And uh, I came across these things, and I for some reason didn't want to delete them. Like, there are these conversations or interactions I had that I thought I should, um, maybe not, like, pay tribute to, but at least, like, catalog it so I, I can go back to it. Yeah. And I, I had never felt that before, like, a connection huh. to uh, forms of communication and, like, saving it. Outside of, um, you know, like, feeling obligated to save, like, a birthday card or something. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Yeah. It's, I, I actually just got that today. Somebody left me a note and it was like really sweet. And I just like, well, I immediately went to throw it in the trash and then I stopped and looked at it and I was like, Hmm, like, what do I, what am I supposed to do with this? And it's yeah, weird because it's... there's stuff, there's stuff that we want to keep that like the only good thing about keeping, I don't, I don't know. Cause I, I have like a box at home that has a bunch of old birthday cards and old notes and tickets and stuff. And definitely when I visit them, I feel like 
good. I feel like, wow, like I'm, I'm so glad that I get like these mementos to look at. But it's also always like, there's always like some sort of strange, like badness to it where I'm like, huh, but this isn't like the actual thing. I don't know. Yeah, no. It's a I weird, really like that. It's weird. It's also funny because like the older I get the more I realize that our brains are not the best at memorizing remembering things correctly so sometimes you like see something and you're like oh that's what that actually was like that's what that person really meant by what they were saying because we 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 glamorize memory sometimes and we don't even realize that we do it and that's super weird because then you're like oh if I can't trust myself then (laughs) what's going on yeah Take it exactly as it is. Yeah. That feels better than asking yourself why there's dissonance in the first place. How do you feel about physical music? Like records and stuff. Huh? It's cool. Some people like it. Not for you? Uh, like you... I mean, I, I have copies of shit that people... Could, I can say bad words, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have like copies of stuff people give me. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'll look at my things and feel like I, I'm, I'm definitely conflict because I collect records and I'm definitely conflicted about it sometimes because especially in, in like digital age now, it's amazing to have the ability to like be free to just listen to stuff on digital. But sometimes there's stuff that like you do like so much that you want to be able to like, I don't know, like hold it, especially like what you're saying. If it's it's if it's from someone that, you know, like having that is like a. Like that's that's not to be ignored in my head, and so I'll just look at all my records and be like, "What are these? Like, are are some of these here just to contribute to the fact that I want a collection, or is it each one of these like a moment? Like, a, like my friend bought me a record the other night. We were just at a concert, and he bought me the record of the opener, 
and like that that was like super special and now when i see that that exact copy it's going to be different than if i were to just like order it on amazon or something so i don't know it's it's a lot it's a lot more deeper sometimes than just like grabbing it like it's about where you got it and being able to open it up and feel it and actually like be a part of the action of making the the music happen i don't know if that resonates but yeah that's how i justify it i think I can relate to part of that. I think that could be true, though, for anything digital or physical. Um, like the the process of, you know, accumulating objects and even digital things. Like if uh, the process of receiving something digitally is, I mean, it's, you know, requires much less labor most of the time. But, yeah, I, even now, like, I'll have friends in, you know, different countries or something that they're never going to send me a copy of a record because it'll cost them, like, you know, 100 bucks to basically get it over here. Right. Um, but they'll send me digital files, and it's always a, it's always a pain because everybody uses different file sharing things. So sometimes you just, like, log in or, like, uh, sometimes it's, like, the, the stuff that expires. And <clears throat> I can go through these things where it's, like, there are these... Like, uh, I'm putting out a record on this label in Berlin in uh, in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll send you the back catalog. I want you to get, you know, familiar with the other people on the label. And he was like, I can try to get you some records, but it's going to cost me like 300 bucks <laughs> to get it there. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I can just <laughs> send it to me digitally, but then the, the link expires. And, you know, I still remember all of the feelings and, like, things wrapped up in that. And I think that's can, that can be just as, you know impactful or important or whatever is yeah. getting a, a physical copy not to like deviate too much towards like the whole uh journey versus destination thing but yeah i feel yeah. that so you said the record's about like relationships on the internet kind of yeah. about that weird like inorganic kind of feeling like like we build things up to be more than they are and sometimes people are different on like I mean okay all the time everyone's different than they are in real life obviously but how do you how do you feel I guess what I'm trying to say is like how how deep of how deep is the chasm to you of like insincerity when it comes to like digital relationships and how we build people up I think it depends you know on the person really it's mm-hmm. uh social media pretty actively um 
a huge fan of Twitter. I love Twitter. Really? Uh, yeah, I'm very active on there. Um, and that's a lot of the places where like these relationships actually started is like meeting other people that have things in common with you via like Twitter and meeting those people in real life and actually having a real connection with those people. Um, whether it be like professional or platonic or romantic or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I've met a lot of people through the internet and um, not necessarily having an expectation going into it just kind of it's helped me a little bit. But it is really interesting um, how much of my life is a product of digital interaction. I think Twitter's like got its own sort of I mean, each social media seems to have its own, like, unwritten kind of rules about the way people talk. Like, Twitter feels way more intimate and, like, open to me than, like, Instagram. Like, people just say shit on Twitter and I'm like, whoa. Like, you just... Like, people sometimes will literally just have no filter on what they say. And I... A part of that's really cool and it's like, wow, I just saw some dude who I'll never meet talk about, like... I don't know what's he what he wants to fuck or like something like just something super super intimate and it's like like that's like it's like jarring sometimes because you don't know the person but now you know this thing about them and on one hand it's really cool and it's really interesting and then also I'm like wow like if we feel that comfortable to just send that out like like how do you interact with the people in your lives you know and and That's what I feel, uh, and that's what worries me. Like, you know, face-to-face lives. Mm-hmm. It's like, that shit's probably all bottled up until they get behind some sort of protection, which is, like, why you get, like, trolling people and, like, yeah. you know, incels and all that stuff, which is, I fucking love that stuff, so that's interesting. It's, um, it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, I'm reading a book called Kill All Normies right now. Um, Kill All Normies. Really great. Yeah, Kill All Normies. It's a great book. It's a really short read, um, mm-hmm. but... Oh my god, I know. And like obviously I feel like most people in history are gonna feel like the place they were in history is like the place or like they're gonna feel a special significance, but like I really do feel like like I'm twenty, so I'm like dead in the middle of like I'm the last person who grew up without like like a phone didn't come into my life until I was like twelve. Like I remember phones coming out. So like and you see kids now, like four, five, six-year-olds, and it's just already, like, they don't even have to think about it. Like, I have the the luxury of, like, thinking about how social media has changed me and developed me a little bit. But when, like, when your entire idea of, like, sharing and friendships and intimacy is just rooted in, in digital sharing, like, immediately, I'm just so curious to see how that's going to turn out with how people, like, talk to each other. Like, really, really curious. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess that's what, like, I'm really interested in. It's, and as a person who, like, I'm not, like, tech savvy or anything. Like, uh-huh. I don't, I'm not very good with computers. Like, I can, <laughs> the, the, the most complex thing I can do in a computer is, like, record audio pretty well. Like, I'm pretty good at, at like, home recording. But, um, like, outside of that, I don't know how to code or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm viewing this obviously as somebody who's kind of you know um 
Auto literate. That's not a good word to use for this, but yeah, like just I feel you're Yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not, you know, an expert on using technology or anything, and that that's my experience as a person coming from that kind of place. So I'm sure it's very different if you know a lot about, you know, um, how to work with like a bunch of different electronics and, and like digital spaces. Have you seen like toddlers on iPads? It's, oh yeah, it's crazy. It's like they're. It's it's like me using it. like it looks like they don't even have to think about it, and that's like yeah, and that's that's the crazy part because they'll have the you know fifty year old people using iPads that like can't figure it right, out. Right, they're like what? Yeah, exactly. Like um, I went to a concert a while ago, and there's this dude. You know, it was I mean it was a very small concert. It, mm-hmm. it was like some sort of free improv thing, and there's like probably thirty of us there, and there's like one old dude he brought his iPad, but he's taking photos on it, but he doesn't to turn the shutter sound off, and it just is like totally perplexed uh and somebody you, you, like younger than me came up and was like hey like like let me help you out with that uh and it's interesting too because a toddler probably could have done the same thing right yeah and it's also crazy like learning multiple methods of communication at the same time like in like developmental ages it's like you you're learning how to interact with people as well as electronics simultaneously um and I don't know how that works, like differentiating the two in their brain. Like I know yeah. technology is just another tool, but it's still like having the ability to communicate with people with this barrier is really interesting. And at the same time as learning how to speak, because I've seen kids like know how to use phones and shit, but they don't like they can't speak. Right, and know, it's like whoa, <laughs> you've you've met, you've flipped it around a little bit there. Like yeah, we- it's crazy. We get to look at it like, like I get to look at it like a distinction. Like there's people and then there's like digital people. And I don't know that they even have the ability to do that. Like I feel like when you're growing up, everything's kind of really motherly to you. Like everything's teaching you something, everything you see and the way other people react. And if, if literally you're used to people like doing this all the time, then you're just like, oh, that's just like what, that's what it is. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's just it's just weird and there's no like black or white and that's what's so frustrating about it is obviously social media has done loads of like positive things. Like like us being able to talk right now. Like that's amazing. That's super super cool. Yeah, we wouldn't meet otherwise. But honestly like not that like not that, you know, a lot of people know that I make music or that I exist or whatever, but I mean, if technology hadn't progressed in this kind of way at this specific time or whatever I mean it's so hard to get people to pay attention to like if you're creating something you have a platform for it which is so wild Um, because I mean without technology nobody would know I'd make anything I'd have you know the person I live with be like (laughs) ah you're still making those sounds right yeah and that's amazing finding out like who, what kind of people you resonate with and what kind of people resonate with what you're doing. Yeah, it's really crazy, especially people belonging to, like, various marginalized identities. Like, if you feel really trapped in a place, like, living in a rural area or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Um, and I think that offers a really nice space for those people sometimes. How do you think it's allowed you... Because 
you where did you write it i saw that you wrote that you try to explore like you said self-perception human physicality queerness like those sorts of things do you feel that like with whatever anxieties or like desires may come with with those those things in your head do you feel like you've expressed them like better through music or through whichever way you've shared them answer yeah, answer I, that I, however I, you please but yeah i mean without you know without this specific avenue of expression um whether it's like you know sound making or whatever um music or something i i've expressed a lot of those things and i've also changed the way i think about a lot of those things too mm. um interacting with with other people who have that same experience like i said earlier i was like i prefer playing with other people and if you're playing with people of the same or different experiences, um, you know, within a really short time, you get to know them really intimately because you're both doing something that's like a projection of yourself or your experiences yeah. more or less. Um, and I think that's really important too because I think, I mean, the way I've experienced it is like I'm more, I have more language, you know, spoken or otherwise to communicate my ideas and playing with other people or meeting other people who do similar things um, kind of tweaks that language to where it becomes like more and more direct or more and more clear or something um, and I really like that about it but yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever like fully express how I feel obviously right because right. the whole language is like a, it's already like a barrier right. between does that ever feel like ugly or insincere to to try to share such intimate feelings through music? Uh, no, that's kind of my whole goal actually. Is just to uh, share like intimate experiences and connect with as many people as I can, um, especially people who like are going through a hard time or like in some sort of position where they aren't on top of the world, mm -hmm. uh, which is most people. I agree. I agree. What of the messages that you chose, like the voicemails and stuff, like did any stick out to you in particular as like, ooh, like that's, people are going to hear that and they're going to feel like they're going to be able to relate to it or connect to it. got through what did it say it said like I, I the word want was in there like I want you here or something like that it was oh yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah actually no I think it back there was one <laughs> I was texting my friend um I was having like a particularly rough day mm -hmm. and and she's like I wish you were here and she was like I wish we were drunk together on the beach. That's, uh, yeah, that's exactly what yeah. stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's my friend, uh, Lana. She was living in St. Louis at the time. She lives in L.A. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But um, she has this whole like romantic idea of being fucked up at the beach, and I can relate to that as somebody oh, yeah. who likes likes both those things. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that's that's really interesting because the the way that she was saying it didn't necessarily feel like it was kind of like almost like a like booty call language, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which is which is a whole other aspect of stuff that I really like. Um, yeah. But yeah, I I think that was really interesting, and that is probably like the most telling thing on there, I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah, just like wishing something for somebody else that's like ultimately like something that's bad for their body, um, but like a bonding experience more more or less. Yeah, like poisoning yourself ends up being good, even though it's like. Yeah, it's like sometimes the memory, yeah, the memory connected to it. It's like I can't drink uh, like IPA beers anymore because I got way too sick on it in a, on a tour with my friend Jacob a couple of years ago. We were in Colorado, mm-hmm. and I was throwing up the whole next morning because I got food poisoning. And but the, but also on top of that, I was drinking beer all night. Oh dear! Uh, and now I can't drink that because I I am like put back in that situation. Like I feel the temperature of the room and everything. Uh. It's so crazy. Wow. But yeah, like, even those were really good. And I look back on it now, and I'm like, oh, man, that was so fun. Yeah. It's, like, it's cool. Even, like, it's amazing. Like, if you just look at it as removed as you possibly can, it's kind of incredible. Like, we just make ourselves sick to think differently and oftentimes just end up puking. Like, just the worst, the worst, like, it's literally our body saying no, 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 no. Yeah, please don't do this to me. But up here, it's just like, but remember that stuff you thought about? Remember how, like, I don't know. And when you can see that, like, as a whole, like, as what humans do, I don't know. It feels cool to just be, like, it's it's weird that a lot of times society and people decide on what's supposed to be like like obviously we want to eat the best foods like that's the line that people are going in is like eat the best foods take care of yourself exercise you know like those things are just that's just what we gravitate towards a lot of times in literature and everything else but then all the while everybody just gets fucked up like 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 the most put together healthy people still will just like get shit-faced and say things they never usually say and it's like and, and there's always, like, a, a guilt associated with it. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I drank last night, and now I'm, like, hungover. And it's just, like, but that's, like, that's just a part of it. That's just, like, what it, that's what it needs to be. And I don't know. I just think about that sometimes. And it, may, it makes me let go of, like, feeling bad about it at all. Like, the guilt just isn't really there. Because even though, like, everything besides my brain or everything besides, like, my consciousness is saying, you fucked up, dude, it's still, like... It just feels right. It feels right in a really weird sort of way. Like rebellious against, I don't know. I hope that resonates, whatever, how how I try to explain that. Totally. I mean, yeah, smoking cigarettes is the same way. It's like, I'll do it. I'm an idiot idiot for doing it, right? My partner is always like, why why would you do that? Mm -hmm. You feel horrible. You're going to die. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I really, I was in this moment. Everybody was doing it. I sound like a 10 year old. Um, <laughs> everybody's doing it. But it, it's like, I don't know, it's one of those things where it's like usually in combination with alcohol. <laughs> but it's like that really crazy experience that, like, in, especially smoking cigarettes, it lingers. Like, it stays with you in terms of smell. Yeah. Um, 
and you wake up next to your throat feels fucking horrible yeah it, it's just like really crazy because it's like I'll do it again and again even though my body is like this is the worst possible thing you can do for me <laughs> and it's like universally looked down upon but like I tour somewhere it's like you go out of the country and it's like are you to a different city it's like it's something everybody does like uh, I'm touring Mexico in like two weeks that's exciting yeah I, I was Skyping with my friend Jacob who I'm touring with he was smoking a cigarette in his living room and I was like you can do that inside there he's like oh yeah like everybody smokes inside there's no not no smoking areas huh having to like consistently tell yourself what's good and bad and always trying to adhere to that in some sort of way or like trying to figure out if there is you know what you should or should be shouldn't be doing You're talking about booty call language. Are you just interested in like the motivations behind words, like that kind of feeling? Like, what about it interests you so much? No, I just think hookup culture is cool. It's like fun. Mm-hmm. Have a good time. Um, yeah, like the same thing. It's like an instant gratification. Like somebody wants you or whatever. It's the same yeah. thing as like listening to like pop music or something. You like get to the hook or something like that, like the chorus or or whatever. This part, I know how this goes. I know how to do this, and like, it's a pretty easy thing to not navigate if you experienced it before. I guess and I think that's interesting. Um, it's like okay, we're like you know, it's like intro, verse, chorus, whatever, like a basic pop format of a song. Yeah, it's like once once you get to the part that you're like, oh, I know when the good part's coming. I just have to like wait through these things, and it's like it's and it's the same every time. Every right. song's the same. Yeah, and like a lot of interactions are like that. Too. It's like there are thousands of pop songs. It's like there are thousands of people that you could maybe like have an experience with, but more or less, like there's like these similar qualities. That's really it's fun to experience every time. Yeah, I feel that for sure. Kind of the same thing. Do you ever feel weird about it? Like, I don't know. I look at hookup culture a lot too, and and try to make the distinction between like what society's used to and like because obviously i feel like we're way more lax you know like polygamy is more popular and polyamorous relationships are more popular and like people are just way more like they let go of the kind of restrictions but all the while i still think there's definitely something like i've i've seen just as much negative discussion and reaction to hookups as there is positive even those people that like continuously do just because like when you're intimate with someone in any way like I feel like unless you've completely turned off a big part of your personality and like your your humanness that like a part of you is going to want that in like a a special like persistent kind of way unless it's like super removed and you're just like it's just sexual like that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think of of that dynamic? I don't know. I I really like navigating any kind of relationship or like intimacy you can have with somebody and mm-hmm. I think that's just one of many things. I traditionally have not been the best 
person with infinite DR communicating, but I'm really interested in it. I think mm. I'm getting better at it as I kind of um, explore it more closely. But, yeah, I mean, like, people are, hookup culture specifically is, you know, and there's almost like a, um, like, a, a there's a generational divide that, you know, almost unanimously, like, these people are for it, these people, people right. aren't for it. Right. And even the young people are like, oh, we're totally for it. And it's like, you ask somebody, like, oh, shit, like, how many good Tinder hookups have you had? And like, well, I've been, I've been on, like, ten, and, like, one of them was okay, and the rest of them were horrible. Right. Like, well, but you still do it because it's like you aren't necessarily looking for like somebody to spend the rest of your life with or something like that. You're just looking for something short term, even if that's just a couple hours. Right. Um, yeah. And like listening to a pop song, it's like you could hate it, but it's like you know, more or less. It's, it's, it could suck, but you, you, you know what it's going to be like, I guess. I don't know. That's a good way to put it. it yeah, and I don't like comparing um, bad hookups to pop songs because I don't think pop music is like you know lesser than or like less complex or less fulfilling uh, than any other kind of music or sound or anything. Yeah, but it's just the the repetitive part of it. And you get to say the same thing about like jazz, but I, I don't feel very comfortable critiquing <laughs> music that's like um, I'm culturally ripped from from the start. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah, I just got out of a like four-year relationship and used like Tinder and stuff for the first time, and it's like, God, it's weird. Like, it, yeah, I never, I've never used any of it. It's weird, and it's not great. It, like, it's not good. It doesn't feel good. It's like. I I realized very quickly that it's just about like quick ego like boost like oh okay people find me attractive sick and then like you're out yeah like that's kind of what it is and and everyone i've talked to like most people's experiences are bad and they're like yeah it's just weird and like i don't know and it doesn't feel right (laughs) and i I don't know i spend a lot of time thinking about it because i think and i think it's like definitely back on the topic of it being changing to People like obviously dating sites have been around for a minute. Yeah, it's it's older than you think. Like yeah, especially really niche dating websites like Christian Mingle and shit like that. Like that stuff is really interesting. Right. Like but, what yeah, the hell going, goes on? I don't know. I don't really have like a main point. I just like to think about how it affects the way that we see relationships and stuff, and like the way that we we feel about ourselves it's just way less like permanently fulfilling like it feels like fast food for a lot of feelings that's what a lot of apps and social media feels like for me and someone explained that to me once and like it just made sense that it's like it's just fast food for emotions yeah i mean there's like the dopamine hit and that's kind of what people look for yeah and there's like a social media aspect to it too Mm -hmm. um like the dating apps or whatever Sorry, I was in the dark for a second. I was, um, More wine. Glug, glug. What's your yeah. What's your wine? What's your drink? Oh, God. I usually drink Merlot. Um, any various types. Merlot or Tempranillo. Um, anywhere from $6 to uh, $100. Whoa. <laughs> Depends on the night and the people that are taking it. 
freaking me out. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah. Do you ever make music when you're drunk? Um, on purpose. Now, usually like at shows or something, if I'm having a really good time, and I'm uh-huh. playing multiple times or something, I'll yeah. Not usually, no. Like, I, not that I have an issue with people who do that, or like, right. I'm not thinking it's like tainting it or anything, but, no, I mean, it's like a good, it's like a nice rule to have. It's like, maybe don't do this thing while you, yeah. while you're doing this other thing. I don't know. I like being, especially like in improvisational settings, I like to be pretty focused. Um, maybe if I'm playing like solo or something, I'll drink a little bit more before <clears> I play, but. I, I can handle my shit pretty well. So <laughs> I usually I'm not one to like do that. I've, I've definitely been uncool before. Like being, I started touring when I was like 15 or 16. Uh-huh. Um, and I would definitely not be cool. Like, yeah, like drinking too much or practice or something and really fucking up the songs. Uh, at that time, I was just touring like an indie rock band, but you know, like sixteen years old, you don't know how to gauge. Right, you're like you're just like, all right, <laughs> yeah, we're drinking like, a drink. I have access to this, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's more of like a, a relaxing thing. I sit at the computer all day at home, um, like working. So if I'm not touring, I'm at home on the computer. So it's mm-hmm. kind of... I think about it a lot when I go to gigs and stuff that like. And a lot of it's just my projection of it, but a lot of artists just like are either are they're either obviously really high or like drinking throughout the whole show. And as someone yeah. who's like relatively inept with music in general, like I play the piano a bit, but I'm not like phenomenal. Like I have to really, really try hard to make something happen. Yeah. Like, I just try to imagine what it's like to be so comfortable that even in a state of just being like blitzed, that you can still like make something happen. I don't know. I yeah, think about that a I lot. Was, I used to. I used to play pretty drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, my job for like two years, I was playing drums in like a pop country band, and we would do like these big like national, like national and like regional tours, play like huge festivals, and I'd be playing with like a click track and a backing track and like all these different things, and I would like not be able to stand. I would just like <laughs> sit down and start. Damn. I'd be like, thank, thank God I'm playing drums because I, I can't stand up. <laughs> and I would, I would totally kill it. Um, I realized that, obviously, that that's not a cool thing to do. That's not a good <laughs> thing to do to myself. Um, especially because I'm at work. Right. But, yeah, like, if you're in a green room and people are providing you with, you know, 14 bottles of wine or something. Or you're, or you're playing, like, a... NBA halftime show or something like you gotta party a little bit right right yeah cause sometimes it could be like too scary to experience something completely sober and it's just like holy shit <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean I played like some of the biggest shows I've ever played drunk and I don't really remember it but it's like if I wasn't I maybe would have been too scared to do it yeah that's uh, funny that's really funny it's great yeah anyway um yeah, I typically don't make stuff when I'm, when I'm drinking. I usually hang out and experience people around me. Are you more like, do you get like energetic or like relaxed and like in yourself? Uh, I get pretty energetic. I'm pretty relaxed until 
mm-hmm. typically. Uh, in terms of energy level, I'm like always stressed out, but um, pretty chill energy wise. And then when I drink, I can get really excited um, or like involved in whatever I'm doing. Uh, I have a friend in New York, and I keep describing it to her as Party Claire because it's like <laughs> That's like my karaoke, Claire. Um, and I only whip that out every so often. But that's like how I get it if I get really crazy. Yeah. Sometimes you have to. You just gotta I, get it. I mean, karaoke is so fun. So it's like, oh, yeah. if that's the thing that's going to get me to do it, like, might as well have to. Like, oh, yeah. I have to, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, this has been nice. This yeah, is really it's nice. Good. Yeah, thank you for taking the time. Talk about all this. Yeah, totally. All right, well, I think that's a pretty good place to hang out unless you have anything on your mind that you just want to say or anything about the album that you felt went unexplored or anything like that. Uh, no. I mean, it's available for free at norentrecords.com, so. Cool. Yeah, you can, yeah, but it's, it's free. It's accessible. Listen to it. Do you mind if I put a snippet of it at the end of the episode? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking yeah. to you. Thank you for talking. I hope the rest of your night goes well, and I will hit you up when I publish this. Cool. Yeah, you too. Have a good night. You too. Nice meeting you. Bye. Bye.